Friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Dafyod, Daf 10 of Megillah. Friends, um, well, we're moving on. We're saying, Ein ben Shiloh Yerushalayim. So we're basically comparing the Mishkan that was at Shiloh to Jerusalem um, and figuring out some Nafkaminas. We get to a very interesting sukya of Kedusha Rishon, Kidshala Shaita, the Kidshala Asid Lavo. The question is, when the Yidin came to Eretz Yisrael and, um, and, and Israel became holy, did that holiness go away when the temple was destroyed? Super interesting question. Um, so there's going to be machlokas around that. And then we start jumping into some major, major agaritas. So actually, wait, where are we? Yeah, exactly. Wait, I don't even know where are we. Ah, yeah, exactly. Then we start jumping into some major, major agaditas. So friends, that is Daf 10. Let us jump in. But first, I need to hop my tea. Okay, that's talk of some geschmack tea. It's uh, uh, vanilla chamomile or something with the organic honey. Friends, we get fancy around here. Not intentionally, but what do you want me to tell you? Tea is tea. Alright, friends. So... Okay, Zok the Mishnah and Daftes Omud Beis. Friends, you ready? Let's do it. In Ben Shiloh Yerushalayim. So there's no difference between the tabernacle in Shiloh and the temple in Jerusalem. Ella only. Sheb Shiloh Ochlin Kochim Kalim Umaiser Sheni Bechol Haroe of Yerushalayim. Lifnim Benachoma. Friends, who could tell me what that means? Again, that it says that in Shiloh, what's Shiloh? Shiloh is a place, right? There's a place in the West Bank called Shiloh. And talk over there, you can see like the foundations of the Mishkan. It's very interesting. So over there, Ochlin Kachim Kalim, Umaisusheni. Who knows what those things are? What's Kachim Kalim? So of course there's <coughs> we've seen this before. There's Kache Kachim and Kachim Kalim. Kache Kachim are yeah, Korbanos like a Korban Khatos. Uh, um, I don't know what else is Kache Kachim. Um I don't know. What uh, I don't know. What else is Kotche Kotchim? Um, I don't know. Asham, I think, is probably a Kotche Kotchim. Um, so those need to be eaten in the Azar. Those have to be eaten like in the temple. Whereas Kotchim Kalim, something like a Shlomim or a Toda, uh, Korban Pesach. So that could be eaten anywhere in, inside the walls of Jerusalem. So, um, and Meister Shani, of course, is, um, we've done this a million times, maybe slightly less, but close. Um, you know, when you, uh, when you have your field and you separate Truma, then you take Meister, then you take Meister Shani. Meister Shani needs to be brought to, of course, on years one, two, four, and five. So Meister Shani needs to be brought to Jerusalem and eaten in Jerusalem. So the thing is, what happens in Mishkan Shiloh? So Mishkan Shiloh obviously was not in Jerusalem, it was in Shiloh. So when it comes to Kachim Kalim, something like a Shlomim, uh, <coughs> so <coughs> when it came to Shiloh, it was Bechola Roy. As long as you could see Shiloh, you could eat your Kachim Kalim, you can eat your Shlomim, right? You can eat your Maestro Shani. Whereas in Jerusalem, so you would have to be inside the walls of Jerusalem in order to eat these things. But both in Shiloh as well as in Jerusalem, Kachim um, Kachim, for example, Korban Chatos. So that needs to be eaten uh, inside of 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 
the Azara, essentially. So in Shiloh, that would be inside the curtains of the tabernacle. And in Jerusalem, it would be inside the Azara. Okay. Kedusha Shiloh, the holiness of Shiloh. Yeshachurai Heter. So there is afterwards a Heter. What does that mean? Heter Bomis. Right? We, we learned yesterday about these private altars you can make in your backyard or whatever. So you can't do that nowadays. However, there were times when you were allowed to uh, make, uh, you know, uh, just a private altar in your backyard and sacrifice an animal and put it on there. So, um, so while Shiloh, while there was a tabernacle in Shiloh, you were not allowed to do that. But once Shiloh was no longer, so then uh, you were permitted once again to have the backyard altars. Whereas the holiness of Jerusalem, once the Yidin came to Eretz Yisrael and they had uh, Yerushalayim, the Besamikdash, so then um, once there was a Besamikdash, then you were no longer able to make private altars, you know, in your backyard or whatever. Zok the Gemara says the Gemara, Amr Yitzchok, Shomayti Shemakrivin, Beveschonyo Bezmanazel, Uah, says Yitzchok that he heard. That nowadays, when was Rabbi Yitzchok? I don't know. He was uh, certainly after the temple, let's say that. So Rabbi Yitzchok says that he heard that nowadays they offer <coughs> korbanis on private altars in Beishonyo. Very interesting. So one thing is that he assumes that Beishonyo is not a place where they worship idols. And additionally, he holds that the original holiness of Jerusalem was temporary. So when the there was a Beis HaMikdash, then Jerusalem was holy. But now that there's no Beis HaMikdash, Jerusalem is no longer holy. And therefore, um, you're allowed to, you know, so, so, you know, Jerusalem isn't the only, you know, basically, you're allowed to make Private altars again, right? If if the holiness of Jerusalem has gone away now that there's no temple, so you're allowed to make private altars once again. So we see that Rabbi Yitzchok holds two things. He holds that Beis Chonyo is kind of a kosher place, and he also holds that the holiness of Jerusalem was temporary. Now that the temple has been destroyed, um, you are allowed to make private altars. The Chizuk, as the pasuk says, Kilovosim ad auto that you have not arrived until now to the resting and to the inheritance. Menucha zoshilo nachla zoyushaloyim. And menucha, right, resting is a reference to Shiloh. The inheritance is a reference to Jerusalem. Makish nachla menucha. And we compare these two. We compare nachla. We compare menucha. Ma menucha yeshachur heter, just like menucha, which we said was Shiloh. So once Shiloh was no longer, you were allowed to make private altars, Afnachla Yeshachra Heter. So um, also the Nachla, also the temple, when the temple is no longer, um, you are permitted to make Bama's private altars. Amrulay Omar. So he said to Rabitzak, is this true? Did you really say this? Amrulla. He says, No, I didn't say it. Amrabu Elohim. Rabbi says, what do you mean? No. Omar, Amra, Vigamina Lamine. Of course Rabitzak said this, Aitaka learnt it from him. My time So then how come uh, Rabbi Yitzchak denied having said that they 
offer these uh, offerings in Beis Chonyo nowadays. Because of the question of Rav Mari, the most of Rav Mari, the Mari asks the Kasha from our Mishnah. What do you mean that nowadays they offer <laughs> korbanis in Beis Chonyo? That our Mishnah says that the holiness of Shiloh, so once Shiloh went, was no longer, so then you're allowed to have private altars. And also, <laughs> um, but, however, says the Mishnah, the holiness of Jerusalem, after the temple is destroyed, you are not allowed to make private altars. So because of our Mishnah, that says that nowadays you're not allowed to make private altars, Rebitzchak retracted. And more so we learn in a Mishnah, that from the time the Yidin came to Jerusalem, the Bamis, the private altars, became forbidden. And, 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 and there never was um, permitted anymore to be these private altars. So, on the one hand, we seem to have Rabbi Yitzchak who's saying that nowadays they offer these offerings in Beis Chonyo and that Kedusha Rishonah Kitshila Shaita Velo Kitshila Sudlovo. Yet at the same time, we have our mission which says that once the Yidin came to Jerusalem, that's it. No long, no, no private uh, altars are no longer allowed. So we say Tanoi, we say Lemaise. That when they were building the second temple and they were building the sanctuary, so they made curtains for the sanctuary and curtains for the Azara as well. The difference is that when it comes to the sanctuary, to the Heichel, like where the Kodesh is and the Kodesh Kodashim, so they would put up the curtain and they would build the wall around the curtain so that they wouldn't be standing inside the curtain. Whereas when it came to the, the Azara, which surrounds the, the Heichel, so there they would build inside of the curtains because it wasn't sort of the same degree of holiness. And it's very interesting because this is a Makor for agile product development, right? It says, um, right, we see over here that how come? Basically, well, they wanted to get things up and running first. They wanted to bring user value as soon as possible, and then you can continue building on top of that. And therefore, they said, well, how can we get, how can we create user value as soon as possible? Well, how about this? Why don't we just put up curtains around the Heichel, curtains around the Azar, and once we do that, we'll have a Heichel, we'll have an Azar, we could already start bringing Korbanos and things like that, we can get things up and running and operational, and then, you know, while, while, once we, you know, already can provide value, we can then build more value on top of that. Of course, that's as opposed to the waterfall Mahalak, which would be like, no, let's just kind of like build everything and at the end, we'll have everything. But of course, as we know, it took a very long time to build the second temple. And if they would just wait till the end, that, you know, would really be delaying things. So it's good to always be providing value and to find little nuggets of user value that you can be providing your users. For Amr Rabbi Yoshua says Rabbi Yoshua, Shamay Tishim Akrivin Afalpisha ain't boys, Ochlin Kotche Kotchim Afalpisha ain't cloim, Ua, Kotchim Kalam Maisheni Afalpisha ain't homo, Rabbinishikdush Rishona Kitchel Shaita, Vikidsha lost the level. So, says Rabbi Yoshua, Shamayti that he heard, Shamakrivin Afalpisha 
Ein Bayis, that actually, says of Yeshua, you don't need the curtains. They were able to offer korbanis even without the curtains, even without a Beis HaMikdash. Ochlin Kotche Kotchim, they were able to eat the, the meat, even though there was no curtains for the Azara. Kotchim Kalim and Maishasheni, and they were able to, and they were able to eat, um, like Shlomim and things, and Maishasheni. Even though there was no wall surrounding Jerusalem. Because the original holiness of Jerusalem was for that time, the Shaita was for during that time, but also was also for the future. And therefore, um, once Jerusalem became holy the first time around, it never lost its holiness. And therefore, walls, no walls, curtains, no curtains, you could still offer korbanus. You could still um, eat korbanus. You could still, you know, have meister sheni, kachim kalim. So mechlad Rabbi Yezer sover lo kitzelasulav, which implies that according to Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yoshua is saying that you don't need the curtains because the kedusha rishon kitzelashadiv kitzelasulav. However, right, that's Rabbi Yoshua's opinion. Implying that, well, if he holds Kedusha Rishon Kitchel Shaita Vikitchel Asulavo, so Memele, so Memele, Kedusha Rishona, Memele, I'm sorry, so Memele, Rabbi Yezer's opinion is that Kedusha Rishona Kitchel Shaita Velo Kitchel Asulavo, that the original holiness of Jerusalem went away when the temple was destroyed, and therefore, when it came time to build the second temple, there was no holiness inherently in it, and they had to build uh, these curtains, you know, they had to erect these curtains so that, you know, in order to create a holy space, to create holiness once again. So we see that it's Takamachlokas between Rabbi Yezer, who seems to be saying, Kedusha Roshona Kitchelashaitav lo Kitchelashaitavu, and Rabbi Yoshua, who says, Kedusha Roshona Kitchelashaitav e Kitchelashaitavu. Friends, this is amazing, amazing stuff. I'm the Ravina Ravashi, says Ravina Ravashi, Mimai. Who says that this is true? Obviously, Rabbi Yeshua holds Kedusha Roshona Kitchelashaitav e Kitchelashaitavu, because he says it. But who says that Rabbi Eliezer argues? Dilma, perhaps, the Chuliyam Kedusha Roshona Kitchelashaitav e Kitchelashaitavu. Again, Mimai, perhaps, right? How, how come? Dilma, perhaps, the Chuliyam, that both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua hold, Kedusha Roshona, that the original holiness of Jerusalem, Kitchelashaitav, made Jerusalem holy for that time period, the Kitchelashaitavu, and additionally made it holy Forever. Umar, my dishmiya lekomer. Umar, my dishmiya lekomer. And they were jo- bo- both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua were just expressing what they heard. Rabbi Eliezer heard that they would put up curtains. Rabbi Yeshua heard that there was no need for curtains. But they might both hold that Kedusha Roshon Akitshilashaita Vikitshilashu Lavu Vichitemu Klaim Lurab Eliezer Lamli. Well, then you might say, but if Rabbi Eliezer holds Kedusha Roshon Akitshilashaita Vikitshilashu Lavu, that the original holiness of, of Jerusalem is, is, is eternal. Well, then how come you had to put up those curtains? I thought the whole point of the curtains was because there was no holiness and they had, we had to create holy space. It's new Sabama. That was, no, you can argue that the curtains were, were really just to sort of have some privacy while they were building to cordon off, or either while they were building or I guess while they were off in the Corbanos, right? So it's not, everything isn't just out in the open to create some sort of private space. All right. No, so we didn't, so we failed to prove that, uh, Kedusha Rishona, Kitchel Shaitav, Kitchel level, or Kedusha Rishona, Kitchel Shaitav, a low Kitchel level. We failed to prove that that's actually Machlokas Tanaim Chevra. I'm going to take a shtickle tea, Lechaim. That is Taka Gishmake. Okay. So, 
Where are we? Elo kiani tanoim. So rather, it's like the following machlokas tanoim detanya. As we learn in the price. So Amr Bishmal Bibiosi. Uah. Says a Bishmal Bibiosi. Lama manu chacham es elu. How come the rabbis mention these? That when it comes to Bate or Yichoma, this is something that comes up from time to time, right? These walled cities and real estate that is purchased in, in walled cities and Allah will surround them. So the Mishnah in Arochin mentions several cities. And the question is, How come we have to mention these cities? Because when the, the people came from Babylon back to Eretz Yisrael to erect the second temple, they Taka found these uh, cities and they made them holy. But the original Pate Arichoma, the original walled cities, became null and void once the temple was destroyed. Alma, So we see that according to Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi right, they had to re holy these cities. They had to reholiate these cities. Reholiate. It's a very beautiful word. Reholiate. So, 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 it's a very beautiful word. So, 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 says Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi that when the Yin came back from Bavotar to Yisrael, so they took, they had to reholiate these, these cities that lost their holiness, uh, when, when the, uh, when, when, when the temple was destroyed. So what do we see? So we see that, that that the original holiness of Eretz Yisrael went away when the temple was destroyed. We we talk have a kasha. Was it only these cities? But one second we have a puzzle that says that there's sixty. Cities, and all of these cities had big high walls. So, Take, we see that uh, there were more cities that, that, that were walled. So, why are we only listening to these? How come they counted these? Because when the Yidin came from Bavotar to Israel to build the second temple, they found these and made them holy. What do you mean that they had to reholy ate them? They were, I thought they were already holy. No, rather they found these cities and they counted them. Now it's not only these. Any city that you have a tradition, from your fathers, that it's surrounded by a wall from the days of Joshua. Then all the mitzvahs of but uh, uh but of houses in a walled city will apply because the holiness of Jerusalem made it holy at that time but also for the future so uh, according to this Bryce is saying and yes it's the same we're going to ask in a second isn't he contradicting himself yes he is however we say in this Bryce that it says that the walled cities um are 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 not limited to the ones listed in the Mishnah. Um, rather, any city that you have a tradition about that it was walled from the time of Joshua, so then it has holiness because once the Yidin came into Eretz Yisrael and the Mid Eretz Yisrael holy, that never went away. And as long as you kind of have a tradition that a certain city is a walled city from the time of Joshua, so then the mitzvahs of Bate Arichoma apply. So 
we talk to see two brises, which happen to both be Bishma and Yossi, but two brises, one is saying, Kedusha Rishon HaKid Shalashayta V'lo Kid Shalashayta The other brise is saying that Kedusha Rishon HaKid Shalashayta V'kid Shalashayta Ua. So, in fact, the Gemara, Kasha D'Rabishma D'Rabishma So Rabishma D'Rabishma is Taka arguing on himself. So, right, he's holding one opinion in one brise and the opposite in the other one. So, Tretanoi Aliba D'Rabishma D'Rabishma So one answer, you could say, well, it's two different teachers that are teaching the opinion of Rabbi Yishma Rabbi and for some reason they are conflicting with one another. Rabbi Yishma Rabbi will say, Ha Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Amr. Or you could say that actually one of them was Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi. The Tanya is, we learn in Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi Amr says, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi, Asher lo choma afopishe no achshav vayelo kodim lachin. Even though it doesn't have a wall right now, as long as it had a wall from before, that works. So you can see that according to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yossi, Taka, you can argue, Kedusha Rishona Kitsha Lashaita Vekitsha Lashulavo. So you could say that the Bryce that says Kedusha Rishona Kitsha Lashaita Velo Kitsha Lashulavo is a Yosi, is a Bishma of Yosi, and Kedusha Rishona Kitsha Lashaita Vekitsha Lashulavo is Taka Rabalozab of Yosi. So it's Taka very, <laughs> excuse me, it's Taka very interesting machlokas about um, the holiness of Eretz Yisrael uh, if, if, it, if it sort of was eternal. If it's eternal or if it kind of went away when the temple was destroyed. Very, very interesting. All right, friends. Who's ready for some uh, Agaritas? How about this? Let's, let, let's do this. Let's, let, let's do this. If you're ready for uh, Agarita, scream really, really, really loud. And if you're not ready for Agarita, scream even louder. Let's see. Who could scream louder? Let's go weiter. So says the Gemara. So it was during the days of Achashverosh. Amar Blevi v'itemer Bionison. Ua says Blevi. Some say was talking Bionison. Darvus and Masoros beadenu. We have the following tradition. Me anchek nesses agdola. Wow, this is a tradition from the the men of the great assembly. Uh there's a Lakute Rashi over here in the back. Where's this Rashi from? From Papa Basra. He points out who's anchek nesses agdola. Chagai, Zacharia, Malachi, Zubavel, Mordechai. This is like big stuff. The Anshiknesa Sagadola. So we have a, we have a, we have a tradition from the Anshiknesa Sagadola. Komokum Shinemer Bayihi. That whenever it says, and it was, Bayihi, Enu El Loshun Tsar. It's taka, a difficult thing. Something negative. For example, Bayihi Bime Achashverish. Habahomun. In the days of Achash, when it says Bayihi, in the context of Achashverish, of course there was Homun. There was Haman. Bayihi Bime Shvota Shoftim. Havarov. The first posuk in Rus. It says it was at the time when the judges were judging. There was a thing, right? Hayyurav ba'aretz, ba'yelech mi beis lechem yuda. Of course, that's uh, the first uh, part, uh, the first verse of uh, Rus. So um, there was a famine. Ba'yikihechel adam l'arov ba'yar Hashem kirabu ra'as adam. It says at the end of Parshas Bereishis that when there started to be lots of uh, people on the world, in the world. So then, David just saw that uh, there were shtikol nudniks. So that wasn't good. It brought a flood. It says that when the people started traveling, then they right from the from from the east, whatever. Then the, they made the migdol bavo. Right. It says by the king, the 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 war between the 
four kings and the five kings. It says, It says, and when Joshua was in Jericho, there was a fellow there who, with a sword raised against him. It says that the Abishu was with Joshua. And then the Yidin, um, you know, Ochon stole from the uh, spoils of Jericho. It says that there was Elkono. Uh, it says Vayihi. And then, of course, it says that his wife Hannah was unable to uh, have children. Vayihi Shmuel. It was when Shmuel was old. His children did not go in his ways. It says that. Uh, David was givalding. The Ebrister was with him. Vayishol Oyein as David, and it says that Shaul was giving David a hard time. Vayiki Yoshev Melech beveso. Rakatelosivna aboyus. It says when uh, uh, David Melech sat in his house. So it says after that that he's going to be unable to build the temple. Foxiv. So okay. So one second. So friends, what just happened? We just saw a whole bunch of verses. Where it says Vayihi, and there's sort of a negative twist to it. So, we want to say that whenever it says, I'm going to take a deep breath to avoid a cough. Whew. Wow. Okay. All right, but then we learned the other day that then if you do that, you run the risk of getting tired. Friends, rock in a hard place. So, we brought all these uh, proofs to say that whenever it says Vayihi, there's sort of a negative twist to it. But now, what about when it says by the Chanukah Samishkon, when the Mishkon was inaugurated, it says it was the eighth day of the Miluim Vayihi, Betanya Osohayom. We say that that day, there was happiness before the Abishter, like the day that the heaven and the earth were created. Friends, that's a lot of happiness. I guess that's certainly what the Gemara wants us to believe. That because it says Vayihi in the context of uh, the inauguration of the tabernacle, and it also says Vayihi when the Abishter created the world. So, so um, we see that Vayihi is talking in a very Givaldiga context. So, and for the Gemara, but of course, in that same time, during that same time. Nadav and Aviyu, the children of Aharon, uh, were killed. So, it's kind of a downer. What about the Pasuk by Shlomo Melech when it says that he built the temple? And that says, What about when Yaakov saw Rachel for the first time? It says, These are all positive situations, purely positive situations. It says, what about in the creation of the world? It says, and the same thing by the second day, and the third day, and the fourth day, and the fifth day, all the days, it says, and there's plenty of examples that we could bring where it says, in a positive light. So how could we make such a blanket statement and say that whenever it says, it's negative? That, that does not seem to be the reality. So I'm Ravashi, says Ravashi, Look, if it says, you're right, as we just proved, there could be some cases where it's negative, some cases where it's positive. Um, However, when it says, 
bimei, so that's going to be a negative context. Chamisha vayi bimei havu. There are five contexts where it says vayi bimei, vayi bimei achashverish, vayi bimei shvot. Right by by Purim it says vayi bimei achashverish, which of course it was Hormon, vayi bimei shvot ashoftim. It says by Rus um, that and there was a, a, a famine there in vayi bimei amrofel. And it was during the days of Amrafal, they had a fight. was by Akos, and by Yoyokim, it was sort of negative uh, situations over there. So we see Vayibi May, so it's Taka Shver. But if it just says Vayibi, so Taka could be Givaldi, it could be Shver, it depends. Vomer Ablevi, says Ablevi, friends, We Taka have this tradition from our fathers. Omuts va'amatsyo ochim havu. Okay, Amots, uh, right? Yishai ibn Amots, Amatsya, who is the uh, king of uh, Judah, Ochim Havu, the Utaka brothers. My Kamash, what does that teach us? Kihad Amr Bishmu Banachmani Amr Bionison. Like that which Bishmu Banachmani says the name of Bionison, called Kalashitznu Bives Chamio. Any um, bride who is very modest in her uh, father in law's house. So from her will come kings and prophets. How do you know this? From uh, Yehuda's daughter-in-law, Tamar. The puzzle says, That Yehuda saw Tamar, unbeknownst to him that it was Tamar, he saw her and he thought that she was a harlot. He kisses her because she covered her face. What, just because she covered her face, he assumed that she's a harlot? No, rather, what it means, the, 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 what it's saying is that because she was so modest in, in, in Yehuda's house that she covered her face and he didn't even know what she looked like, he didn't even know who his daughter-in-law was, that he didn't even recognize her when he saw her in the street because she always had her face covered. So, therefore, because she always hid her face from her father-in-law, in her, in, uh, um, therefore, that is why she merited to have kings and prophets come from her. Interesting. So, so, so um, kings came from David, all right, who, of course, comes from Judah. Nevi'im. And the uh, prophet Stammer Blavi says that uh, it's a tradition from our fathers that Amuts and Amatsya were um, brothers, so they both came from Judah. Um, and the Pasuk says the vision of uh, 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 Isaiah, the son of Amots. So we see that um, that Nevi'im. Um, Taka came from Tomer as well. Interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, interesting kind of uh, description there. Friends, what do you say we move on? Vomer Blevi says Blevi Masoris that we have this tradition from our fathers. Uh, let's see, what's this tradition? We've seen this before. We've seen this before. Friends, who could tell me where we've seen this? In Yoma, that the Aron did not take up any space in the Kodesh Hakodashim. What does that mean? Tan in Amiyach, we talk a little bit like this. Aron Shah Moshe, that the Aron 
the ark that Moses made, Yeshlo Eser Amos that in the Kodesh Hakodashim there were ten Amos of space surrounding it in each direction. Now, the Pazuk says, that the Kodesh Hakodashim was twenty Amos long. And it says that the that the wing of the cherub, cherub of the kruv was ten amos long. And that the and the um, uh, length of the other kruv was also ten amos, which of course is a total of twenty. Or in hava koi. So then. Where was the Aron itself, right? Kilu, if we're saying that the entirety of the um, uh, Kodesh Kodashim was 20 Amis, and we're saying each wing of the Aron, of the Kruvim from the Aron was 10 Amis long, so that's already 20 Amis. So the Aron itself, where was it? So it wasn't taking up any space miraculously. Very, very interesting. Okay. And now we get to a whole bunch of statements of, um, I don't know, maybe Tanoim even, but uh, certainly Amoroim, that whenever they would um, begin discussing uh, the Purim story, they would introduce it in, in different ways. So we're going to start seeing a whole bunch of different uh, um, uh, Amoroim, mostly at least, and, and how they would sort of segue into discussing the Megillah and Hilchos Purim, or at least like uh, discussions around Purim. So Bionison, Taka, when he would start with, uh, expounding the Megillah, so he would start with the following verse. Alright. Whoa. Let's read that again. So the Kamtilim, I will sort of uh, um, overcome them. Vichrati the bavel, and I will cut down from bavel. Shame v'sher v'nin v'nechid. What's the, what are those things? The word of God. So shame zeakesed. They're going to lose the the crown. Share zeloshon. They're going to lose their language. Nin zemalchus. They're going to lose their uh, king. V'nechid so vashti, and the granddaughter, I guess, is vashti, who was the, I believe. Granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so wait one second. What is? Yeah, v'chein. Okay, fine. Okay, let's go weiter. Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani pasulcha pischa the laipashes the miyachos. So Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani opened up uh, with the following verse: Tachas a nightsuits yale brosh v'tachas a sirpod yale hados. That in place of the thorn there will be cypress. And instead of the nettle, there will be um, uh, hodos. What's hodos? Myrtle. Alright. So in place of Haman the evil, who made himself um, uh, like a gechke, so like a idol, as the Apostle says, yeah, right, so and that's a reference to Avodazar. So, yeah, so instead of that, there's going to be um, a cypress. So, the Mordechai, that's a reference to Mordechai. Shinikra Rosh, that he's a reference, that he's called the 
head of all the besamim uh, of all the spices. Shenemar's the bazuk says v'ata kachlucha besamim rosh. Now take uh, these uh, spices more drawer. Umetagmin and mori dachi. When it says more mer drawer, I don't know. So that's uh, translated as mori dachi. So we see that mori dachi obviously is like Mordechai. And that's a reference to Mordor, which is the first of the Besamim. So instead of Haman, there's going to be, he's going to be replaced with Mordechai. Tachas Asirpud, Tachas Vashti Arusha. So the, so in place of Vashti, who is evil, Bas Beno, Shonavuchanetzer Arashe, who was the granddaughter of Nevuchanetzer, who was also evil. Shesarif Fidas Beis Hashem, that he destroyed the resting place of God. Tachsev Fidasu Zav, as it says that his resting place is gold, Yailahodos. Instead of Vashti, there's going to be uh, a myrtle. Um, so Esther, that is a reference to um, Esther. Hatzadekes, the um, righteous. Shenikres Hadasa, that she is called Hadasa Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, Vayi Ominus Hadasa, that um, Mordechai, uh, I think, like basically raised Hadasa, who is Esther. Vaya Lashem Lashem, Zomikr Megillah. And when it says that it will be for God as a name, that is a reference to reading the Megillah scroll, the Os Olam, the Yukares, Eli Mipurim, for a sign forever that will never be cut down, that is a reference to um, Purim. Rabbi Shubhan Levi, Pasuch Lapischola Pashasumiocho, Rabbi Shubhan Levi opened up from here, Vahayokashir Sosashem Alechem, Lehetiv Eschem, that just like God will rejoice to do good for you, Kinyosis Lahara Eschem. He will also rejoice to do evil, to do bad for you. Does God really, does God really get upset, uh, um, get happy when um, the nudniks get in trouble? That it says that um, when that when they would. Um, Run out in front of the in front of the army, and they would say, uh, "Be thankful to God for He's very kind." Right? Usually it says, "Hodul Hashem Kitov But here it just says, "Hodul Hashem What about the fact that Kitov that He's good? So the fish in the Kadosh Baruch Well, because God doesn't get happy when the Nudniks um, get smitten. Rabbi Yochanan says, what does the Pasuk mean by, by Egypt? When it says, that the Yidin and the Egyptians didn't interact with one another all night. So, the uh, ministering angels wanted to sing songs. God said, My handiwork is drowning in the sea and you want to sing and rejoice. Amr Belazus is a blazer who enusas avalachir mesis. So while God might not rejoice when the nudniks um, are are smitten, but um, he, you know other he kind of make has other people rejoice with economy. You could also infer tichsiv as the pasuk says ken yosis floksiv yosos shemaimina says yosis, which is I guess like to make other uh, people um, rejoice. What was the thing that we had in the of misach tainus? In Mesichin, Yasis, Mesichin, in our family WhatsApp, um, we had, uh, every family must have a WhatsApp. Interesting. So, so uh, in our family WhatsApp, 
So, so we had a big shyla about was it um, um, hifiel or was it peel? I thought it was peel. My brother thought it was hifiel. The mice, I think he was right. Let's go weiter. Rabbi Abba by Kaine Posach Lapischalai Pashasam Yoch Rabbi Abba by Kahano he started talking about Purim uh, with the following verse The Adam Shetov the fun of Nosan Chochma Vadas Besimcho that a fellow who is good before him so he gives wisdom and knowledge and happiness Zem Mordechai Atzadik that's a reference to Mordechai the righteous Velachote Nosan Inyan Leso Velichnos and to the Nudnik he gave interest to gather and stuff Zehamun, that is Haman, to give to those who are good before God, that's Mordechai and Esther. The Pesach says, that Esther uh, placed Mordechai on the house of uh, Haman. Alright, sounds very nice. Rabbi Bar Ofron, so Rabbi Bar Ofron opened up from the following verse, Visamti Kisi Be'elom, that I placed my throne in Elam and I destroyed from there um, a king and officers. And the king is a reference to Vashti, Queen Vashti, um, was sort of smitten down. And the officers are Haman and his ten children. Well, friends, uh, that was Daf Yud of Masechta Megillah. Um, friends, we started off with a super duper, highly interesting um, discussion about Kedusha Rishon Kitchela Shaita Vikitchela Sulavo, right? What the, the, the holiness of Israel and of Jerusalem is that only, you know, is that dependent on the existence of the Beis Amitosh. When the Beis Amitosh goes away, so does the holiness of Ertisol and Yushalayim. Or, um, is the Kitchela Shaita Vikitchela Sulavo? Or does the holiness of, uh, uh, Jerusalem and Ertisol never actually go away? Um, we saw two conflicting prices between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yossi. We could maybe argue that it's Rabbi Lozor and Rabbi Yossi. Very, very interesting machlokas there. Um, and then we started segueing in to different agaritas about, uh, relating to Purim. Right? We said that every time it says it's always going to be a uh, negative context. And then we started getting into all of these different um, um, ways that Amoraim would, would, would introduce discussions about Purim and we are going to continue with this uh, into tomorrow's daf. Friends, I hope you enjoyed. Have an awesome day. Peace out.